When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, you gotta gotta throw him first down, even though it doesn't matter. All right, yeah. everybody, we are back. Welcome, guys. It is taped online. It is your favorite Raiders podcast, favorite Raiders channel, favorite Raiders everything. We are back. Uh, you know, we got my man BD right next to me. You got me at the Mark John NFL at BD Williams. Make sure you guys hit the subscribe button. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit the like button if you like it. Hit the dislike button if you don't like it. You guys already know what to do. Leave a comment if you like it. Leave a comment if you don't like it. I know we'll start to get some listeners in here. Uh, but, you know, today uh, we're going to be covering. I'm going to be doing some draft stuff a little bit, kind of a little bit of uh, some draft history you know, I'm a draft history guy. You know, we did it last year with a little Tom Cable draft. Yes. You know, we're gonna start to kind of do that. Those are probably amongst our most well received episodes. A lot of people were shouting you out on Twitter for you know diving deep and I mean Alex we talked about Alex Leatherwood, right? Fitting that profile. They drafted Alex Leatherwood. So yeah, that's a really worthwhile study. You know, obviously, Josh McDaniels, he's going to maybe put his own spin on things, but I think it's a really good starting point, you know, looking at the history of the Patriots drafts for sure. Yes, yeah. But today we're more looking at the running backs, which he doesn't put a spin on. He's the same. He was the same in Denver as he he was in New England. I think it's a philosophy for the system of what they want a running back, but I think it's it's deeper than that too. It's a little bit of a – there's a lot of things that go into it, but that, that's what I'm be talking about today. I'm, you know, showing some uh, some banners and may, not some banners, but really over some athletic profiles. Talk about how each one kind of adds up to a running back that's kind of already here. So I want to talk about that too, which is okay. kind of interesting. So yeah, what do you what do you, what do you get into today, BD? All right, so uh, I went through uh, Anthony Averett's tape. Okay. So I got I got Anthony Aver breakdown. You know he's uh he was signed to play corner, and uh, you know just watching uh you know he was thrust into really starting role, one of the top three corners on the Ravens because Marcus Peters went out. Uh, you know and we had seen him play some nickel, um or be the third corner to come in even when it was Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey. So he's he's been getting played playing time, but he played a lot. You know his most that he ever played in the NFL last year. Uh, so I'm going to go over uh, one game of his against the Bengals. Uh, really great heavyweight matchup against him and mostly T. Higgins, who's a real physical outside, wins on the outside type of wide receiver. So we're going to go over that tape. And then um, I also got into safeties this week, started watching some safeties from the, for the draft. And, uh, you know, I, I watched, uh, I think I've, I'm, I'm through four safeties so far. Okay. Um, I, I, and I obviously watch Kyle Hamilton. Raiders aren't going to have a chance to drive Kyle Hamilton, right? Um, you know, I watched uh, Jaquan Brisker 
I was hearing a lot of good things about him. That's a fantastic athlete at the safety position. My goodness. Penn State, State, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. You know, um, just judging off of some of the clips that I'm seeing and the way people are talking about him, I'm really doubtful that the Raiders will be in a position to draft Brisker. You know what I'm saying? Um, And then uh, Jalen Petre. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. Uh, Jalen Petre from Baylor is a guy that, uh, you know, you've been talking to me about him. You were impressed with him at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you were sending me clips uh, from when you were out there of him, you know, locking up these backs and these tight ends and man coverage, you know, which, okay, that's awesome. That's awesome that a safety, you know, can do those things. But when I cut the tape on, I saw some other things that, you know, in combination with coverage are actually pretty exciting about this uh, Jalen Petre guy. Uh, Of course, after I did the breakdown, I, you know, edited my whole – thing and you know i got the whole breakdown ready and i started talking to you i started talking to matt and some other people and everyone seems to think he'll be gone before 86 as well so maybe this is for nothing you know but jalen pre-trade very exciting very fun tape one some one some of the most fun safety tape i've seen in in a while uh from jalen pre so i just decided to put a breakdown together and even if he's gone you know i love watching safeties so we'll talk about it yeah yeah i i i'm a big jalen pj fan um, but you know, safety's fall, man. You, you know, we talked about you know, Jerry Morag was supposed to be like our guy. You know what I mean, yeah, at, at 17, and the Raiders ended up getting him at 40, and um, you know, that was kind of a little bit of a steal there. So, you know, safeties do fall. You know, even you know, Brisker, he's not on anybody's top 50 right now, um, that, I, that I've seen. So, it's not okay. really a crazy thing to, to think that he would fall to 86 because you know, somebody's gonna. You know, take a lot of these wide receivers. Wide receivers going to go earlier than some of them are going to go earlier than we think, probably because that's how the draft goes now. Everybody's snapping, snapping rap wide receivers. You know, like Van Jefferson yeah. went second round. I thought he was going to go fourth a couple years ago. He went second. You know, the Rams came and they jumped on that right away and got him. So um, it, it, you never know with the safety. Never know. Was it never know with safeties? Um, you know, I see. And you know, here's really here. here's the reason. Here's the reason why you don't know with safeties. There's so many different flavors, and not every scheme fits every safety. So there's no universal necessarily. Like, unless you got a Minka Fitzpatrick, Derwin James guy coming out, right? Even Jamal Adams, that's not universal. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it should be. I mean, you should be able to figure out how to get Jamal Adams in your scheme. But we've seen some really boneheaded, like you know, uh, you know, defensive coordinators like, no, I only run my scheme, and you know all that. So. Um, yeah, as far as far as it goes with the safeties, these, some of these guys, they're different flavors. And I'm going to talk about Jalen Petra and the type of safety he is. And it's kind of an evolving look in the NFL. And he just so happens to be coming in, into the NFL at the right time where they are valuing this type of safety. Um, so I'll talk about that, too. But I think it, it really just comes down to just the different flavors, the different schemes and how safeties are not universal. You know, you can't just plug one safety into any scheme. Um, unless they're like an all pro. All right, man. Uh, all right. Before we get into any of this, anything else happening uh, with the Raiders? Any of the Josh McDaniels press conference you want to talk about? I mean, I'm kind of getting to the the running back part of it that he was talking about. Um, he was talking about Alex Leatherwood. We can touch on that okay. before we get into it, right? You talked about how Alex Leatherwood was. I mean, we talked about this before, but Alex Leatherwood was drafted to play right tackle. It sounded like McDaniel's from that press conference hinted at him getting, you know, that first go, that first crack at right tackle. 
um, which, you know, it makes sense if you look at just the moves. Like, they've added a lot of pieces, but they haven't added any offensive linemen, right? So it sounds like they're rolling with the guys they got, and it'll be a competition, obviously. You know, um, is there anything from the tape that you saw that you think that this is salvageable, that Alex Leatherwood could play on the outside? He's not just an interior offensive lineman. I mean, he has the same problems he had in college. So, I mean, once he's having the same outside hand issue, um, even when Brandon Dorn did like a uh, breakdown about him, talk about to talk, he has basically the same issues he had in college. That's why I was talking about them getting coached up with their technique. I mean, if he's having the same issue that he was doing then, like who's coaching him? You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't be having the same outside hand that you, that you had before. You just switch hands or, you know, it's the left hand in college, it's the right hand in, in the NFL or you're on the right side. So you shouldn't have those same issues. So, I mean, if they could fix any of those things with him, I think they can do something with Alex. I mean, he has the ability and the athleticism. They could figure it out, which I thought was interesting about what McDaniel said is at the second press conference, which was kind of like they do like a hidden one, like they go wrap around and they invite like certain beat writers over there to ask him certain questions. Uh, he talked about how they are on the right side. They're just going uh right guard and right tackle they're just going to kind of interchange them and then they're going to decide who's going to be the starter at right guard who's going to be the starter at right tackle just kind of them through practice so i think they they think luminor can play right guard and leatherwood can play right tackle and they're going to give leatherwood a shot there with a luminor at right guard and um leatherwood at right tackle which was the offensive line to start the when they started off like you yeah. know that was the offensive line before it. I don't know what the right. hell his name was thinking. And he decided that he wanted to do his little pet project with Brandon Parker. So, um, and then he, when he talked about Brandon Parker, I mean, he talked about Brandon Parker being a swing tackle. I mean, basically what he said. Yeah. He's like, you're not going to start. He's a swing guy. <laughs> he's like, he plays left and right. When he said that, okay, he's not starting. All right, cool. When they say he's he not plays starting. left. <laughs> when he says he plays left and right. <laughs> yeah. If Miller goes down, he plays. Yeah. If, if he's the seventh down, he offensive lineman. Okay, great. Like, that sounds okay, good. Right. Yeah, that sounds good. Great. Yes. And, you, and yeah, people give right. Right. people yeah. deservingly give Brandon Parker a lot of uh, a lot of flack, right? You know, you look into it. Thirty-two starts. He's six foot eight. You know, y- you could get, you know, try to find a bargain basement swing tackle, you know, or have a guy who's been here doing it. He's, he has plenty of starting experience, and from the beginning of Brandon Parker's to the career to the to now, we're talking about really bad to okay. To the below average. To, to God off. Below average. Below below average, yes. Swing tackle. Exactly. From like bad to like below average. Right? Yeah. From, from you're not finding to swing tackle. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Right. So but you're not finding a you know um an above average swing tackle, right? That guy wants to go start. So you're not finding a guy necessarily so better than Brandon Parker. That means like when I'm starting, you know, so uh, that, I mean, that's just my opinion on it. Brandon Parker being a swing tackle. Yeah. Like that's, that's part of the business. You know, it, I, I'd rather see uh, Brandon Parker as swing tackle than Dallin Levitt as safety. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So that PFF war thing where, uh, you know, Raiders lost other safeties didn't matter. <laughs> didn't move the needle <laughs> don't need safeties down 11 out there you're okay it makes sense because i'm really smart and i 
and I, I don't watch, I've never watched football before until I started grinding numbers. And it makes sense that if you don't have a safety out there and you lose your, you lose your starters, but they're safeties, you're okay. Cause your war doesn't go down. PFF for you. PFF. <laughs> they make football so damn smart, man. Like football, football is not, football is like, it's what Greg Cosell says. He says it's detailed, not complex. I mean, there you go. It, nice. people try to make it seem so like it's just this deepest, like analytical, different, perfect numbers. I need, I need this little tiny numbers that like dog. It's just football, man. It's 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 pretty brute. It's a brute sport. <laughs> it's a brute sport at the other day. But anyways, uh, BD, you want to go ahead and get into your uh, defensive? Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. Let's do it. Let's get into it. All right. All right. So first things first, we're gonna talk about Anthony Averett. He's a guy that I I came away impressed, honestly, by uh, by him. Here he is at the bottom of the screen. He's playing. It's called a motor technique. You see his feet get out of there first before he gets his hands on. You know, five eleven, one hundred eighty eight pounds. He's going to get pushed around a little bit like he did at the top of that one. And we're going to see the size come into the play here. He's off man coverage. His eyes are on. Watch his feet. Okay. Great break. Just does not have the stopping power at 188 pounds to bring that guy down short of the sticks. So that's something that we got to worry about. But let's, let's look at, you know, some good things in this game. Here he is at the bottom of the screen. Again, we're playing press. We're motoring out. Hands late. Great job. I'd love to see him get his head around, locate the ball here. Still does a great enough job disrupting the, the catch point against a real big athletic receiver who plays above the rim. Does a great job right there. Here's another one, Monte, uh, Anthony Averett. They're, in, they're playing a banjo. He gets the outside break here. Okay, I think we do a solid job getting there, getting that hand in. Even if he's allowing a catch, he's still contesting it. So that's something that you like to see. Here he is again. Step forward before he motors out, gets those hands on. You see him get pushed there. Again, 188 pounds. Can get moved a little bit. Okay. Got he got bailed out there with a bad throw. I think the pass rush got there. Okay, top of the screen again. This time this is against Jamar Chase. Okay, I think a ten tendency that he has is he's going to grab on a little bit. I think he can get a little grabby from time to time. Okay, and we see that happen here. Maybe gets away with one, didn't get targeted on that rep. Top of the screen again, we're going to get into a press. Okay, going up against T. Higgins. You see him ride him, ride him, ride him, and he's in such a great position, outside leverage. He's forcing T. Higgins to fight back through him to go to the out. He's got help here in the hole. He's got help here in the post. Okay, so he doesn't have help here on the outside. So having that outside leverage forces that wide receiver to get out there or fight through him to get out there, disrupts the timing of this, disrupts that catch, breaks that pass up. You know, um, here's another one, top of the screen. Again, motors out, watch the feet. Does a great job mirroring, okay? Breaking that catch point. He's competitive, he's feisty. Um, so. I like uh, Anthony Averett. I'll talk about him after this, uh, after it's finished. Let's talk about Jalen Petre. 
Baylor safety incoming draft prospect. Okay, so first things first. Jalen Petrie comes off the edge, flex side, runs, run away. Look at him. Okay. Like like a missile coming off the edge. Again, run away, flex side. That means away from the run, away from the run strength. You see him fly off the edge here. And look at the force that he just tackles with, just body slams, just pile drives that guy. Okay, oh, oh, but it's not just runs away. If we're getting a run action two, okay, where we got the run coming to his side, watch him go ahead, get into the backfield. Oh, split that, get in on that tackle. Fantastic play. So tight ends, no, you're not, you're not blocking me. Here's another one. Tight end, nope, not blocking me. Get in. Cause that tackle behind the line of scrimmage. I love this okay. Oh, and you know, screens, no problem. Incredible number of tackles for a loss. I can't even remember how many times I've seen a uh, safety make this many tackles for a loss. Incredible playing behind the line of scrimmage. Oh, but who cares about that? NFL's a passing league. Let's see if he can cover. So right now we're getting a man ramp and they're playing basically cover five. And so he has safety help over the top, split field safety. Watch him. Be patient. He knows I got that safety help. I'm going to sit in that back shoulder. I'm going to try to undercut it if the wide receiver goes one way or the other. Okay. Jalen Petre is in a great position to go ahead and undercut this. Okay. He's just blanketing this guy. This is a, this is a great coverage rep here. And he's got a lot of these. Here's another one. Same coverage at Baylor, too high. He's got man over the slot. You see him keeping his feet patient, knowing, again, safety help over the top. He wants to take it with the inside, and he does it, gets his head around to locate the ball, bat that pass down. Great coverage rep. Here's another one. We're going we're gonna to get the wide receiver. So two goes out, one goes in. Okay. Watch him. He's passing it off. So he's pointing to the corner. Hey, you got that guy. I'm going to take your guy. And again, having that inside leverage, forcing the wide receiver to fight through him. Okay. And notice he's got his back to the quarterback right now. Puts on the brakes, gets his head around, locates the ball. Interception. What a play. What a play. That's not by accident. Here's another one. Man coverage. Okay. We're going to go ahead and get in breaking route on the goal line here. You see him leverage step, explode out of that break. Come down with that fantastic play. Uh, you know, this is this is a guy sticking to Jalen Petre for, uh, for a second. You know, this is a guy, when you talked to me about him, you were like, he's so good in coverage. He's great in man coverage. So I cut the first tape I cut on was BYU, and he's just blitzing off the edge, just disrupting their whole game plan, just blitzing yeah. off the edge, Take, making all these tackles for a loss. Get, even, and even if he didn't make a tackle for a loss, the quarterback's like trying to escape and the play goes off schedule and, you know, results in like a throwaway or, or someone else getting a sack on his team. Incredibly disruptive. So I, I was like, wait a minute. I thought this was a cover guy. And he's out there playing the run like a maniac, playing down in the box, blitzing off the edge. And then when I get further and further into his tape, I see all these really good coverage reps. So we're talking about a multifaceted, not a one-trick pony and multifaceted safety. So I love to see that in defensive backs. The knock is going to be the same knock that I had for Javon Holland. He didn't play safety. He played nickel. He played nickel. Right. Uh -huh. So, you know, 
you know, and my thing with Javon Holland was he played nickel, but he didn't he didn't have man coverage, good man coverage reps. His man coverage reps were actually really poor for Javon Holland. He has some good zone reps, but he was so good against the run. He's such a great tackler. My question was, he didn't really play safety. If he gets drafted to actually play safety in the NFL, like we don't have that tape to know how good he is in coverage, right? But for Jalen Petre, we have some really good coverage tape for him. And more and more now we're seeing like Landon Collins, that's all he did was play nickel last year. Jabril Peppers played nickel for Patrick Graham last year. You're seeing safeties play that nickel spot a lot more uh, in the NFL. So I think that it's less of an issue than it was, maybe it was maybe like five, six years ago when they're like, wait, is he a linebacker? You know, is he nickel? Is he safety? What what position does he play? Is he a tweener? Like think about like when Kenny Vaccaro came out and you know, these guys, whether like they're tweeners, what, what position do they play? Now that doesn't matter because the position that he's playing right now in college is 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 becoming an NFL position. Mm-hmm. even though it wasn't five years ago in NFL yeah. position. So uh, so I think that's interesting. His take, you know, uh, is, is super is super intriguing. You're, you're, you're telling me, I mean, some people are telling me he's maybe a first rounder at the end of the first round. That's, that's, that's what some people are saying. I don't know about that, you know, because he is a safety at the end of the day. And I wouldn't put him like up there with like Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, or anything like that. Because yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick did all the same th- things that he did, but he also played deep safety at a really high level too. So that's what we're talking about, like a first round safety. Okay, but Jalen Petrie for sure, like second round. If he's there in the third round, that's it's a need, and he's a really good player. You know, I think he brings some of what um, Jonathan Abram brings in terms of the tackling and coming off the edge and just you know being being that kind of like disruptor around the line of scrimmage but then he also has some of what Trayvon Merrick has in terms of man coverage reps so he's more multifaceted than both those guys and with Patrick Graham liking to play three safeties I think he's a perfect complement really to what the Raiders have right now um if he's there at 86 or if you know the Raiders get back into the second round or whatever it is so uh that's that's an interesting name to look at you want you have anything else to add on Jalen Petrie before I talk about Averett uh you know Jalen Petrie is one of my favorite safeties in the draft um you know I I I've been telling you about you need to watch him for the longest man because I just thought he was legit he had a great senior bowl everything you saw on tape he did the senior bowl so but the senior bowl he played we actually saw him play safety yeah at the senior bowl Right. Um, so he just does everything that you want. I mean, he does saying he, he's taking on tackles and stuff like that. Sometimes I've seen him do that. I've seen him make plays, uh, you know, uh, which you're showing from the nickel position. You know, I've seen him, you know, make plays in coverage. Um, I, I know you didn't have the Oklahoma tape. I watched the broadcast of that one, but you still got to see him play a lot of good coverage against some of those Oklahoma wide receivers. And he was shutting them down too. So that's where I, I kind of fell in love with him as a prospect. And, you know, he's, he's a guy that if, they, he, if he's there at 86, but there's a chance he's there at 86, then, you know what I mean? He could definitely sprint, select it. sprint that card up. Because I, sure. I, I had to look this up while we were doing that before you get to Averett. I mean, there was uh, five safeties taken before 86 last year. And I don't know if this class is better than last year's. Um, so five, five safeties. And Divine Diablo is one of them. He doesn't even count because he's a linebacker. <laughs> the Raiders took two of them. Actually, the Raiders took three, two. No, three of the safeties drafted in the, the first three safeties drafted. The Raiders took three of them. <laughs> so, so you're saying 
Tyre Gillespie. It's it's his time. We already invested. Remember when remember when John Green said that he was like, nah, we can't drop you know any more safeties. We already invested and in, or whatever. Remember that? See, um, I wonder if you, how much they like you know if they like the uh, Gillespie coming out. Um, you know, because I mean he has that game against Kyle Pitts. Everybody loves. He, he's that's, that's a weird thing because he didn't play at all last year. He didn't, he didn't play at all. He didn't play he at all. Love play. You know. Right. And they re-signed Dylan Lovett. And they re-signed so, I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know what Terry Gillespie's thing at deal is, you know. Mm. I, I would I would love to see him come in and be a you know a viable starter for sure. Uh you know, his you know, his tape is not as good as Jalen Petre's tape. You know, um mm-hmm. as far as I mean Terry Gillespie, I think he's a similar profile player to Jonathan Abram, you know, honestly. But okay. he had that really good game against Kyle Pitts. So Jonathan Abram can't say that, that he had, you know, a really good coverage game against a tight end because when he played TJ Hawkinson, you know, the, the Iowa tight ends, oh, they they worked him in college, from, uh, you know, when they went up against Mississippi State. So at least Tyree Gillespie has that, but we aren't, we aren't seeing him. We don't know why that is. Hopefully this coaching staff can get something out of him. And if not, if the safety is an option, Jalen Petrie is available, yeah, that would be a great bad. Um, okay, so... Anthony Averett. So when I went to when I got into his film, I wasn't sure like what I was gonna see, and we saw exclusively man coverage from him. Like he's a, he's only playing man coverage, and they're asking him to play a lot of press man. And being 5'11", 188 pounds, playing press man, I was actually surprised to see how competitive and how feisty he was out there, like contesting everything. Okay. Um, even the catches that he did give up, it was very close, and his hand his hand was like in in the catch point. There was no yak or anything, right? Uh, so he's a, he so he's a competitive guy on the outside. I think that he's a fantastic mover. You, you know, you look at his uh, you know forty time coming out. He's you know a guy who runs four threes, and it's just effortless moving around. It's just effortless for him. Um, but I do think that playing exclusively press is probably doing him a disservice a little bit. And if he can get into a scheme where he can play off, you saw that back pedal, you saw that break. I'd like to see a lot more of that because his footwork is so clean and so explosive. Um, You know, maybe we have Anthony Averitt's like best football in front of him. Um, If he can do more than just have to, you know, being forced to play so much press man, because that's the scheme that they ran in Baltimore. They're sending, they're sending the house, they're playing man coverage blitzes and, you know, all that. And so he's being forced to play tons of man coverage, play a little bit, maybe more zone, play a little bit more off. Um, You know, maybe we'll see even, even better uh, Anthony Averett, you know, as it stands right now, I would still have him penciled in behind Trayvon Mullen as a starter, uh, as a starter. When it comes to corners, corners is the only position that, to me, the starter, that doesn't matter. You need four guys. You need four corners who are potential starters because, you you know, look at what happened to us last year in the playoffs, what happened to the Raiders last year in the playoffs. They're down corners. They got to go out there with unjet the free agents and, you know, journeymen, you know, guys who are past their prime. And they, they got, you know, that's really, if Trayvon Mullen's in that game, I don't know. I think the Raiders have a good chance of winning. They're not getting, you know, beating all those bombs to Jamar Chase. Jamal Mullen's going to contest at least a couple of those. So, um, yeah, that's it's about depth at the corner position. So even if Anthony Averett doesn't start right away, I think that you still have a viable guy who's a fantastic mover, who's competitive and can test a lot of catches, 
you still have a guy waiting in the wings now instead of having to like sign Desmond Trufant off the street like late in the year. So, you know, um, I, I still think Trevor Moore will probably beat him out as a starter. Yeah. But you, you can you can do better than or you can do a lot worse rather than Anthony Averett as your like fourth corner or you know, whatever he ends up being. So let me um you said a little bit in your breakdown that he played in the slot a little bit because I mean he fits the profile of what a slot is usually in Patrick Graham. I mean, he's the same size, basically. Most as, most NFL defenses, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 he's the same. Yeah, I mean, he's the same size as well. What's his name? That one dude. Uh, Dar- Holmes. Darnay. Oh, Darnay Holmes? Yeah, he's about the same size as him. So, I mean, do you see him maybe playing inside a little bit? Or, I mean, you talked about um, the Nichols, yeah. anybody, really, whoever he decides to be that week. So. Right. Yeah, oh, sure. He's definitely going to be in the mix. You know, um, I, I'm skeptical that um, that Hobbs is, uh, a, a, you know, a, a tr- really a true nickel. You know, yeah. I think that it worked last year because it was just all this zone coverage, right? Yeah. But I mean, I think Hobbs would be impactful as a as an outside corner in this scheme, maybe a little yeah. bit more than a than a than a nickel. Yeah. Um, I think I think Hobbs could have a great year. You know, because they play they run a lot of coverage too. You get that safety down especially when we get all these reduced splits you get that corner down in the box having to reroute the outside guys having to be physical with that backside iso z the x but having that safety help over the top and being able to play the run that's like that's the nate hobbs wheelhouse right he would shine in that role Mm -hmm. so i you know nate hobbs being in the mix to maybe even beat out trayvon mullen uh as an outside corner is not going to be outside the realm of possibility and in that case yeah Mullen's not a nickel, so Avante Maddox would have to be the nickel. Or I'm sorry, I, I keep on saying Avante Maddox, Anthony Averett. Anthony Averett would be the nickel if Hobbs starts on the outside. Okay, which I mean, which they talked about. I mean, I mean Daniel talked about, about it. I mean, so, I mean, it's basically they're telling us that he's going to play outside. <laughs> Just like so there is something interesting, though. There is something interesting about McDaniels because he said Hobbs is going to have a chance to compete at all of those spots. If he said both of those spots, he's talking about nickel and outside, but he mm-hmm. said all of those spots. So I don't know if that he means both right and left and nickel, or if he means outside, inside, and safety, potentially. So, I mean, who knows at this point? But when I saw when, when I saw McDaniel say all of those spots, the first thing I thought was maybe he's getting a shot at safety, too. So, I mean, and again, tackler. Great tackler, physicality, yeah, like six foot, two hundred pounds. That's profile of NFL safety. Uh, you know, for for Nate Hobbs, he, he you know he, he maybe he could do that as well. Um, I'm not going to put uh, you know too many limits on it, and we'll see what this coaching staff you know can get out of these guys. Uh, you know, but yeah, Nate Hobbs. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes in. I definitely think he he has a chance to beat out Trayvon Mullen as the as the outside corner though. So, so let me just one more question before we move on. Uh, Aaron Robinson, he, he was on the, the Giants. I'm just looking at him. Did he, did he play outside? Do you remember? No, he played nickel. He did play nickel? Yeah. Yeah, he played nickel. <clears throat> he played nickel against the Chiefs and got worked. I, um, was, it, was it the Chiefs? Was it the Chiefs? Yeah, um, Aaron, Aaron Robinson, he played nickel for, for them. Okay. Yeah, he only played nine games. I'm just looking at. It. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Mostly Julian Love up there. 
Though Julian Love. Julian Love was their was their starting nickel, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, safety, yeah. Little Nate Hobbs at safety. You got any questions in here? I'm mostly just talking about Brian Edwards, whether you can separate or not. Yeah, well, there. So I, I saw saw a couple questions asking about the Z receiver. Okay. Is Devontae Adams the X or the Z? Devontae Adams is everything. I think Devontae Adams, whatever they want him to be on that day. <laughs> that's what I think. That's yeah. what I think is gonna go. <laughs> whatever Devontae wants to do, because you know, I talk about the do they the- do they call it that in McDaniel's? Is it X and Z in McDaniel's? Uh, X Z F F is the slot and um, Y. Yeah, F is slot. It could be running back too, though. F is slot. Y. Yeah, so the normal stuff. Okay. I mean, there's an X and Z, but you I mean it's not going to be the same thing every single time. It's not going to be the same X and Z every single time, basically. Yeah. Is about the Adams going to play in all of those spots? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Exactly. So okay. then, when so so say Devonte Adams, he's at the X. Hunter Renfro's at the F, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Waller's at the Y. Obviously, they're asking. I guess between Mac Hollins, I don't know if you've watched Mac Hollins yet, and Brian Edwards, who would be that remaining outside receiver? Um, I think it's going to switch between them. I think this could be a battle between him, Robinson, and um, and oh, yeah, Robinson too. Yeah. Well, Matt Collins is making the team though. We all know that. Okay. So Brian Edwards, he has to make the team as a receiver because Matt Collins is making the team. Yeah. He's he's he was he he was brought in to compete at wide receiver, but he's he's a kicking team guy. He's he's he was brought down to make tackles on the kick team. That's what he was really brought in for, guys. So yes. He, he's on the team. He already made it. He's a special teams guy. He's coming to make tackles on the kick I, stop kickoffs. I cannot. Uh, yes. Thank thank goodness. What a waste. Having all these wide receivers, none of them played special teams except for a return man. Come on. you got One of your wide receivers has to be a gunner. Has to go down there on kickoff. Like one, At least one of these guys, please. Mac Collins, yes, he does that. I've seen that. Yes. That's that's a smart allocation of your roster. You can't have only defend defensive players playing special teams. You got to have some offensive players too. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So, so I mean, he had already made the team. Um, so there's other guys. Him earning a spot and playing is going to be interesting. I mean, I haven't really checked him out. I, I saw some broadcast stuff. And, you know, him making some catches uh, for Tua. You know, so I haven't really got deep into Mac Hollins because I don't know how much Mac Hollins, tar- how many targets is Mac Hollins going to get? I, I mean, this is, this is a Devontae Adams, Rob Waller, written for a world. Yes. Anyways. There's only really three guys yes. that get targets. The Rays are going to throw like 650 times. Too. I already know that. I, I know that's going to happen. They're throwing like 630, six, whatever. How many times they want to throw? They're going to throw a lot. So, okay. um, I mean, those guys will get targets, but I mean, this is a Renfro, Waller, and um, Devontae Adams. Uh, world, so maybe if I mean Edwards can block though, man. So yeah, that. <laughs> that dude can block, and he's a willing blocker, and he does it damn well. That's all he's gonna be doing this year. <laughs> so, so maybe that's it. He might start just because of that. <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 yeah, for sure. He can block. He can block. One damn one thing he can do really well is he will knock somebody's head off, <laughs> block it for somebody, you know. So, but all right, one more thing before you go on. Um, a lot of people have been re- requesting me to do a J Ron Brown breakdown. That's in the pipeline. Next next episode, tune in. J Ron Brown, I will have a breakdown. 
uh, I'm not, I'm not sure, you know, I've, I haven't watched it yet. Um, I've just seen that the guys like a mix of bench tackles, um, at least like a couple years ago, I remember he was like, you know, one of like the leading tackles in the NFL. Uh, but honestly, I don't know much about him. So I gotta, I gotta cut the tape on and, and we'll see you next episode. You know, I watched a little bit, you know, I'm not, I'm not the big, uh, greatest linebacker guy. Um, but he did, uh, just, you know, I could, I could figure out what he did really, really well. You know, like he, he, he was okay against the pass and he's a little okay against the run. So, and he's, and then he's undersized. He's undersized. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would definitely like to see, um, your thoughts on that for sure. All right. So I guess I can get into what I was going to do here, which is, uh, we're going to talk some running backs today, which is going to sound interesting. Like why the hell are we talking running backs? We got Josh Jacobs. We got Kenyon Drake. We got, um, was it Brandon Bolden? And is there, is there a fourth guy right now? I mean, Jake, Jacob Johnson doesn't count. He's a fullback. He's not going to do anything. Just... Jalen Richard's not under contract? No, he's not under contract. Jalen Richard's gone. And then uh, that's it. That's right? surprising. I felt like that. I felt like Jalen Richard fit. But you t- you're going to tell me right now. What, yeah, what yeah, he doesn't is. fit. He doesn't fit. He's not He's not tall enough. Uh, that's basically what it is. Okay. All right, well, so we're going to get into that right now. Because, man, is that is that true? They only have <laughs> – yeah, you gotta go smack Demi now. He said that, or I do. I get well. I'm not. I'm not. We're not gonna do that anyway. <laughs> oh man, I, I, they're coming uh, for me. Um, they're coming for me. And, and you're gonna give me twenty dollars on top of that. Okay. I, I have right. to check this ro- Is there really only three running backs on this roster? Can somebody confirm this for me before I check this out? Anybody in the chat can let us know. Is there really only three running backs? Like running backs. Now I'm not talking about. I mean, I know Trey Regis is there. I'm talking about like on the roster. Oh, Amir Abdullah. There it is. There's the other guy. Oh, Amir Abdullah. Abdullah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abdullah. Yes, there you go. Amir Abdullah. There I knew it was four. So, uh, you know, there is a type of look here, which, you know, I'm going to look up Abdullah, his size here, right? But it's interesting, BD. This is going to be weird. for, But every running back that the, um, they have is a basically the same size. Like every single one, every running back that's been drafted since 2012 is the same size, like almost identical. And it's crazy when I look this up, how this happened. So basically the smallest that you're going to get is 205, right? Or maybe 203. All right. (laughs) Maybe 203 is probably the lowest you're going to get. All right, because Amir Abdullah is way undersized for what Josh McDaniels likes. So that's kind of weird. That was 5'9", 205. He's 5'9", 205. Mm, you know, I saw 5'8", 200. What's the, the five main? 5'9", 205, uh, according to Mock Draftable. So that was his um Okay. So that's combine, close. That's kind of James White. That's, that's James White, basically. So that's that his, makes That's sense. his combine. That's Amir Is, is it 5'9 and a half? No, just 5'9 straight. 20th okay. percentile for backs. Okay. So he's so he's a, a little bit right close to James White, a little bit close, but that's like the lowest you're getting. You're getting a 205, that right around there, that lowest amount. But the main key back, okay, the key back, the guy that takes the carries, okay, is 5'11 to 5'10, 5'10, 215. It's about yeah. 220. Yes. Yeah. 
every single one. I, I got examples here, guys. So Sony Michelle. Every single one. Yeah. So like Sony Michelle, right? So a couple other factors with it too. They have a broad jump over nine, which is not really big. It's really not really explosive because they're 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 really about explosive running backs when it comes to running the football because they don't care about 40 times. They don't care. 40 times, four, five, sevens, I guess they really like because they all run four, five, sevens too, which I thought was interesting. There's really no serious four, three, nine guys in there. Mm -hmm. um, so they all run like four, five, sevens to four, sixes, but they all have a 10-yard split of 1.6 or lower. So like 1.61 or lower is a 10-yard split, and they all have a vertical of over 34. So basically they look for guys with burst and explosion and explosion instead of speed because which when you think about for a running back burst and explosion is more of the idea of getting to the hole really fast right you don't have to have the long speed or whatever because damian harris doesn't have a long speed and he's running 70 yard touchdowns right so you know um oh you're you're ahead of, you're ahead of what i was about to show michael because check this out you ready are you ready for this? I, I got some examples here, guys. We're gonna we're gonna do some comparisons here. If I can get to these uh these my banners. Here's Brandon. Here we go. So let's let's start off with uh who we got here. We got Shoney Michelle and Josh Jacobs. You guys can see that on the screen. You see it, everybody? Okay. Yep, yep. Right? So you can kind of see, you know, Sonny Michelle is a little bit lower, 1.56. Josh Jacobs, 1.6. Josh Jacobs, 5'10", 220, 5'10", 214. Tony Michelle is the bench. Don't, don't, yeah. I mean, I guess that's important. Uh, but you see the 40s, 4, 4.54. But you see the splits, though, Eric, basically is the same. 2.62, 2.63, 1 1.56, right? No vertical for Michelle, but... That's who the Patriots drafted there, right there. Here we go. Next guy, Stephen Ridley. Or sorry, Stephon Ridley. Is it Stephon or Stephen? Stephon, Ste Stephon? Stephon Ridley. Stalkist, <laughs> my bad. All right, so it's, it's, whatever it is. So he's probably a little bit on the bigger side, a little bit, but we still around 5'11", right? Bench is the same, right? He's, he's, um, that 40 is interesting. But they don't care about 40s. Right, 1.66 10 yard split, 1.6 vertical 36, vertical 35 for Josh Jacobs. And then we'll do the last one. We got Damian Harris, which is, I mean, these guys played together. These guys are the same draft class <laughs> 2019. They were a tandem. They, they won national championship that year. I don't know, they went every year. One of those years. Yeah. One Damian Harris here. Yeah, they did. They did for sure. This, this is the same. This is the same back, basically. They're the same running back. <laughs> it's, like it's like the profile. It's almost identical. Yeah. Jumps a little yeah. higher, right? So a little, a little more, yeah, explosive jumps. Yeah. Yeah. So so looking at that, they're gonna give Jacobs a chance. So probably they're probably high on Josh Jacobs. I, just looking at that whole profile, they're probably high on Josh Jacobs coming out. So I think Jacobs is gonna get a chance. Okay. But I mean, there are some interesting comments that Josh McDaniels talked about. And um, which I'm going to show a running back right here that I think fits that profile. And he talked about injuries a lot, right? How running backs are injured all the time. Running backs are injured all the time, right? So Josh Jacobs that, included. Yeah. What does that mean, right? That he wants fresh legs, <laughs> right? So 
I I believe that they're going to try to take a running back. They really the, the Patriots basically take a running back like every year. That's what every they do. year, like almost they took the uh, and the, the the tricky thing with it though is they don't take running backs after the fourth round, and they don't take running backs from mm. small schools. So that eliminated a lot of guys for me, right? They don't take any running backs from small schools. They've never done that. So uh, I mean, you could James White's Wisconsin. Shane Vereen, uh, I think he's uh, California. Nebraska. Nebraska. Oh, oh no, yeah, 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 California. Shane California Vereen, sorry, for yeah. Vereen. You got, um, you know, Michelle's Georgia. Harris is Alabama. Uh, Stevenson this past year. He is um, Oklahoma. Uh, you know, Ridley. I, I forgot where Ridley's from, but I think he's, I think he's Georgia, Alabama, one of the big schools too. Um, so, and like I said, not – after the fourth round, which I think is crazy. They have some undrafted guys they've taken, but, um, you know, like Bolden, but Bolden 5'11", 222, and he's coming out. So there's a there's a look to what they want from a back, and there's a guy that I think could be their fourth or third round draft pick, and, you know, we're going to look at him. And he goes by the name of Damian Pierce. Anybody heard of Damian Pierce before? You got any Damian Pierce fans in here before I get started? <laughs> Anybody, Damian Pierce, anybody. Yeah, yeah. From Florida, this is going to be a, uh, a fun tape to watch, guys, because this is, this is one of my favorite backs, dude. This dude's pretty fantastic. Oh, this is, this is what you were uh, breaking down on Twitter today. Uh, here for this, sir. All right, here we go. So, you guys can see that. Let me make this big. So, yeah, first run here. You know what I'm saying? And they run a lot of different types of uh, variations of power. So you got this, this pure sweep right here. And then you can see his burst and acceleration to get around that corner, right? And that quickness to cut inside around that block. Good vision. So I'll bring it back a little bit. Right? He sees, he sees the leverage guy coming inside. He's able to cut that inside, right? Then cut back outside. Make a dude miss. <laughs> get seven. And it's just everything's like this, man. You know what I'm saying? Let's go to the next one real quick, guys. Here we go. Another one. I really like this one. I showed this one on Twitter. It's a little counter right here. No, nowhere to go. Everything's blocked up. It's a good job by Tennessee. Nothing there. Oh, no. Pierce breaks like four tackles. <laughs> Cuts back upfield. Get six, you know. All right. So this no, this is the one I showed on Twitter. And this 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 dude fits, he's he's 5'10, 215. He's basically Josh Jacobs. He has the same profile as Josh Jacobs right here. And you know, he he actually reminds me of Josh Jacobs a little bit when I watch him run. Just a little bit more burst and acceleration, I believe. Right. So he, he check him out, getting out, get to the outside on this one, another pool. Instead of cutting inside, keeps it outside, cuts in, finishes the block. Just Love it. Love every second of it. Here we go. Another pool right here. More patience. Just patient, right? Wait for that hole to open up. See it one more time. Right? Let the blocks develop. Get skinny. Eight yards. He just, he just keeps it just 
every second. <laughs> I love running backs, guys. So this is my thing. I love watching running backs. Same play other side. Let's go to the other side. Oh, <laughs> uh, go right here. Boom. Same play other side. Number five overcommits. Thinks he's about to get a good tackle here, but he thinks wrong. Dead legs him real quick inside. Makes a miss. Explosive, right? Just tell you, just reminds me of Josh Jacobs, right? And then even gets the big boys of Georgia. You know what I'm saying? He's the, the, you know, these monsters over here all getting drafted in the first round. Same thing you see right here. A little inside zone. Good patience here. Then you see it. See, he let the box develop. They come inside. He got Devontae Wyatt coming inside, right? But he sees that cutback, makes the cutback. Get some good yards right there. Then just tough to tell. Just boom. Takes out Louis Cine right there. <laughs> just, you know? Ah, you just love every second of it. Just love every second of it, guys. I just... Oh, no, I really appreciate that. Br- little breakdown right there. Sorry about that, Trey. I, I know you love you some, some Georgia, but that dude is a beast. So, Devontae Pierce, man. He's one of my guys. I really like him. For the running backs, running backs are not going to go really high right now, guys, especially like somebody like him. I mean, he's not really ranked top five in any running backs. You got the Brees Halls, you got Kenneth Walkers, you got some other guy from some other high school probably that's getting, you know, buzz out there. So that's somebody that I'm really looking at. I really think his game really matches what the Raiders did. He went to Florida. So he went to Florida. You know, I'm going to pull up his Raz real quick. But, I mean, he fits this profile. I don't, I don't know, man. I was excited. Once I found out that he fit the profile, man, I was like, you know what? That's all right. It's okay. I really feel like they might just, you know, take that step and um, and take him because it's just what they do. I mean, they, they've been doing this for the longest. They were, same thing with quarterbacks. They've been trying to make sure they, they get the right quarterbacks. They make sure they get the right guys coming in there. So, I really feel like they're going to try to take some kind of running back in the fourth round. <laughs> If they don't take one in the third or the fourth, they're not taking one. So that's kind of how I figured it out. So, but this dude really fits the profiles. So let me pull this up real quick. He um he didn't get drafted. He, he didn't get invited to the combine. Damn it, uh, this Pierce guy. I think I think he did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah he got invited to the combine. So yeah, he's because he's he's uh, five nine and a half to eighteen. So he's about he's five ten. Then uh, you know it's forty four five nine. His of course his ten yard splits one point six one. Yes, so he he didn't get invited to the combine actually. No, think about it. No, I, I found him. I found him. I was okay. looking. I was writing his name. I was spelling his name wrong. Okay. Ten yard split is is tremendous. One five one. Oh my goodness. Okay. That's like a corner. That's a that's a really yeah. explosive that's a really explosive uh, ten yard right there. Yeah, his verticals thirty four point five. Yeah, yeah. So About ten two twenty. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, I, tell, I mean, it's like, like I said, if they don't take one in thirty four, they're not taking one. So, you know, that's kind of how I look at it. But that dude is really really good. Another guy I was looking at was Brian Robinson, but you know, Brian Robinson, he's cool. Doesn't really have the burst that they like to see. Um, 
it's kind of on the slower side uh, is before I started really doing like a little deep dive into it. Um, I, I was looking at Brad Robertson because he ran Erhard Perkins and, you know, he, he did all that stuff. And, you know, it comes from the system, a power guy, but he's like, he doesn't have the burst that they like, you know, for, for the running back that they want probably behind Josh Jacobs, because there's going to be a running back behind Josh Jacobs and it's not Kenyon Drake. Cause I, I mean, I, I don't really look up what Kenyon Drake's size is. Six one. He's six one. Six one, six one two ten. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know how much they like Kenyon. So the funny thing is like, when you look at this, this is just an interesting conversation for me. Yeah. Kenyon Drake had a 1.66 10 yard split, but runs four fours, right? So not a super fast start, but he's gaining speed, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas this guy, um, Pierce, he's got a 1.51 10 yard, but he runs a 4.59. So he he, like he's explosive, right? But we, yeah. he doesn't ever get to that top speed that Kenyon Drake gets to, and Kenyon Drake's top speed, that's just a luxury because you got to get through the hole and you got to get into the open field before you can even use that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, you it, that's that's just like a cherry on top. Like, that's just like the Ladanian Tomlinson's, you know, the Adrian Peterson's who had that burst, that had that vision that they could get to the second level and then use their speed to, to run away, right? Mm -hmm. But we don't really see that a ton from Kenyon Drake because the vision's not there. That initial burst is not there, stuff like that, right? But you know, Damian, you, you that's what so that's what you, you that's what you value more in a running back is their initial burst more than their speed. Yeah, and, and that made me think a little bit, you know, especially how many running backs they've had come through there that are really good, you know, and if they have this philosophy where they're more focused on your ten yard split than your actual forty time. I mean, that's might be the strategy that you should look at when you look at running backs because yeah i mean i mean look at Brees hall and those guys but you know because kenneth walker was the other guy that i was looking at that would fit this <laughs> but I, I know kenneth walker's not gonna be there right no uh, he's, he's not falling that far um and but, kenneth walker is a starter he's like you draft him to take 250 carries his rookie year yeah you know we use him while he's fresh, you know. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that I mean that would be awesome back to have. I like Kenneth Walker. He was dominated, you know, some teams this year. Um, what about the uh, what about the Michigan running back? Higgins, Haskins, Haskins. Uh, I, 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 I I saw a couple of them. A couple of people I want to look at. So Zeus White, I looked him up. He actually fits. Zamir White, right? yeah. uh, Georgia. Zamir White, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Zamir White, Georgia. He's five. He's five eleven, two fourteen, four four forty yard dash, one point five one split. Um, he's around thirty four vertical, but I mean he's explosive. Coming out the, um, I see a question about Jacobs. Jacobs was one point six, so that, I mean that's, that's basically that's where where the Patriots want it. They want the. I keep saying that. Josh McDaniels and that offensive philosophy, they want 1.6. So um, that's the benchmark. Yeah. So that's the benchmark is 1.6 and above. They might go to like one point. I mean, the last guy was one, that was the highest was Ridley. He lasted like two years with them. So <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to get out of here. Um, 
yeah. Well, uh, yeah once, the bur- he, once the burst was gone, he didn't have you know any room for error there. You he, know, he like a four seven three it, though. Yeah. If you if you if you got a one point five one, when you lose a step, you're still running. You know, you're you're still one one point six. If you're one point six four or whatever it is, you lose a step, and you're like a not viable NFL running back anymore. Yeah, not yeah. at all, not at all. So, um, yeah, because I, I was on the search, you know, I, I didn't really fully get to go through every running back today because because you know I figured this out like at four o'clock today. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I was like, it's like, oh, what the hell? You know what I mean? Because it just it was funny because it goes all the way back to Noshan Moreno. Noshan Moreno basically has the same profile as Josh Jacobs. Yeah. yeah. It goes back that far to Noshan Moreno. When he looked at Moshan Moreno and he took him in the first round, he is 5'10, 215, runs a 4'5, four, 4'6, four, 1.6. <laughs> it was like, oh, wow, this is like a thing. So um, it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Now, uh, I see a question about Brandon Bolden. I don't know if Brandon Bolden's going to make the team, to be honest. I mean, he probably will because he's probably a special – I bet he's like a special teams guy or something like that, something deeper than that. But I, I, he, he's, he's, he's been on the Patriots for years and, like, has – he plays, like, 30, like 30 snaps maybe every three weeks altogether. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's – and like, and then it has to be like four running backs to get hurt, and then Brandon Bolden gets a chance, and then they, they then they then they don't run the whole game; they just throw sixty. Yeah, times Brandon Bolden's playing, so uh, he's like an emergency third down back, basically. Like, do you know um, how well he does catching the ball out of the backfield? He does pretty well catching the ball out of the backfield, actually. Because I feel well. like also just from watching, you know, the Patriots, it's like they have their bell cows, they have their Sony Michels and their Stephen Ridleys. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even when Legarrette Blunt played there, even though that's like outside of the profile, it's a really big back. Yeah. Um, but then they would have like it's distinct, like, and it goes back to like Kevin Falk, you know, like being that third down back. Like they just catch, but they do not run the ball. They no. just catch pad. Like you, you, Kevin Falk's in the game. Uh, even like uh, what who was like Rex Burkhead or Danny Woodhead, one of these guys that they used as like a third down back, right? Yeah. Like they're in the game, you know that they're just gonna pass the ball. Like they're we're not even fooling around with you right now, you know. Um, so I mean that I, if that's Kenyon Drake's role and Bolden is there as like an insurance plan or to compete or whatever it is, uh, that seems more like likely to me than mm-hmm. these guys being like a bell cow at any point. I still think Kenyon Drake's there to teach the language, and I don't know if how long he's gonna last. <laughs> I don't know. How he's, I don't know if he's gonna make it through training camp. I think he's there to help guide Jacobs and whoever they bring in as a young player to teach them the language of the offense because he knows it. Um, I think he can help them guide them that way because I don't know what he's how is what's his fit. He can't block. They're just gonna throw him passes. I mean, I don't know. if They don't like running those type of running backs. Um, you got to block, though. Yeah, you got to block. You can't block. I mean, Jacobs can block solid. J- Jacobs is not a great blocker. He's a solid blocker, though, man. I mean, Jacobs is fine through that, but I just don't think Jacobs can catch. I don't think he's I don't think he's a good route runner either, um, like, every single down. So um, I-, I think that if they keep Drake, I don't I don't know what he would do. You know what I mean? Like, he can't block. Because uh, literally, the, they block, the running backs block every pass play yeah. they check and, and like even unless they're doing wheels or something before they do those option routes they're going to chip and then do option route right 
everything's a, a pass block, right? So if he can't pass block, I don't get it. I don't know why he's there besides being hurt and rehabbing and helping with the language because he's going to be rehabbing in the, while they're going over the playbook. <laughs> so <laughs> teaching the language. <laughs> Jacob's going to be like, what does that mean? He could be like, da 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 You get to September. Yeah. like, Yeah, Drake, so we already paid you through signing bonus. So, uh, you know, enjoy that $6 million we gave you straight up front, and uh, we'll see you later. So um, that might happen. Because he already got the I mean, dead cap. Yeah, it's right his now. contract. That's why he's here. Well, yeah. I mean, they, well, they gave the they gave him a, a signing bonus. You know, lower the cap, and then you know, at that point during the regular season, what is dead cap? Yeah, when you're when you're in it, when you're in, when the, you're season, in the season, yeah. like what is dead cap? You know, um, I mean, it, there might be some more next year. I don't know. I, I'm not a salary expert, guys. So I might be wrong. Sorry. Don't 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 know. Don't don't quote me on the salary stuff. Uh, my um, salary cap experts in the in the comments here. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, but I mean, any other questions we got here? We got um, Cameron Williams. I think Cameron Williams is kind of on the. Is Cameron Williams? Uh, I know he had a bad profile. I'm about to go all the way to like the bottom. <laughs> I thought his profile was bad. He ran like a four seven or something twice. What, what what's up with the dudes? Uh, what's up? What's going on in Notre Dame over there? What are you doing over there? Probably never run 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Williams, he's 5'9", 194. He did a good 10-yard split, though. 1.57. Good three-cone. Yeah, yeah, no Kyron no Williams, guys. Will the Raiders draft a speedy wide receiver? I don't think we're going to draft a wide receiver. I don't think so. I don't think they're drafting a wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, by the time they get around to it, come on. It's Unless some like guy falls. Because the, the, the biggest factor, I told you this on the radio the other day, the biggest factor in all of this is if somebody falls. They're 86. We don't know who's going to fall. It's somebody's, it's, it happens every year. Somebody that we think is gonna that, that has the draft Twitter buzz, or they might be have a top fifty player on Daniel Jeremiah's board, or maybe even top thirty two player on Dan Brugler or whatever people like to listen to. Or just don't don't do PFF guys are terrible. I'm telling you, this this my I, I know Matt Holder works for them. I just 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 listen to me. Do not follow any of their draft stuff. That's just my advice from me to you guys. Mason Rudolph twenty five, Will Greer twenty four. That's all I gotta say. Anyways, um. Draft stuff might find somebody that is not that falls, and the Raiders might fall in love and might trade up and do that. That's kind of the yeah. I mean, they they hinted at potentially trading up, right? Yeah. During the uh, Ziegler said something about that, didn't he? Yeah, when he was getting uh, he just had like a little press conference, yeah, and he hinted like, hey, some things could happen or whatever. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, so. Uh, Rachel asks, what kind of season do you think Jack Gibson needs to have to earn a contract under Josh McDaniels? Um, if you want to jump in, I'm just going to say right now, guys, he's not coming back. Patriots use running backs up and spit him out and get another one. He's not coming back. He will not be a Raider when his contract is over, guaranteed. Will, will he get the fifth-year option is the real question for me. Are they going to keep him for two years or are they going to keep him for one? And if they do keep him, I mean, he's not he's not getting paid by us. I mean, I think the fifth year option is eight million. I think. Um, yeah, for running backs, it's like the cheapest fifth year option, probably. 
Yeah, so the fifth-year option is eight. They might keep him for the fifth-year option and then move him to, uh, you know, he's they're not going to keep him. That's why I think they're going to draft somebody. Yeah. And just the comments, injuries, you need yeah. lots of guys there. Yeah. You only have four guys there. Who knows what Abdullah is going to make. And, and he's, he's not durable. Jacob, you, you can't say he's durable. He's not. Can't you say know, that. Exactly. So. And that's why I expect him to draft somebody like Pierce. Some other guys that I, I didn't go over, like Master Teague, really fits the profile. He's from Ohio State. That's a big school guy, Master Teague. Uh, we saw Zeus White might be somebody that they take. Because I don't think Stevenson was supposed to go in the fourth round either. But Stevenson was more a LeGarrette Blunt back. So I don't know. Maybe they, they get the look. Maybe they like a LeGarrette Blunt, Brian Robinson, who's kind of fits that profile. They, I guess they could still take him. Because he's 6'1", 225, and that's what I mean. That's what Stevenson was, but that's the only guy they drafted that was there. But it was still before the fourth round too. So they took Stevenson earlier than I think people thought they were going to take Stevenson. So I mean, they could take a Zeus White early. Um, they could take a, somebody like that, but I think they're going to take somebody that just played in the power system and maybe fits what they want to do. But Jacobs is going to get a chance because I'm sure they love Jacobs coming out. Right. Yeah. And he, he's he's going to be good. I think he's going to have a good year. Yeah, you know, I think he's gonna have. They're gonna they're gonna have games where he barely gets the ball, because that's where Josh McDaniels rolls. Yeah. But the games where you need him and they line up under center and they run the ball thirty times or whatever and just like yeah. catch everyone off guard, like the two or three times that they do that in twenty twenty two. Yeah, we're gonna see some. I think some good games from from uh, Jacobs for sure. Yeah, I think Jacobs is. Um, I think he's gonna have some good games just because. He's, he's just a lot better in the red zone now. I thought he improved there a lot last year. So it's just a good eye for the for the end zone. He's going to help a lot because we're not going to have uh, Greg Olson trying to throw the ball 17 times and break records in the red zone in the playoffs. So, yeah. Wow. Good to know. Good to know. One thing one thing we you can say, of all these guys, even like look at Shanahan, okay? They love to run the ball, but – when they get to these big games in the playoffs or whatever, they abandon the run, right? I don't know if Josh McDaniel's ever done that. I think I you can, you can say he, he doesn't get cute. You know, he's not trying to uh, gimmick his way into the end zone, you know. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm confident about that. Yeah, for sure. We're going to see some good situational football. And when it comes time to run the ball, I think we're going to see an improvement there. But, uh, you know, you were saying this offline before, the Raiders are going to pass the ball a lot this year. Uh, so, you know, this whole running back conversation, it's, I don't, I, I don't want to say it's like, uh, not, not a big deal, but it's, it's more about like, like you're saying, having the flavors, having the stable of backs, having the fresh legs, and then also using these guys. Cause maybe we do see a Kenyon Drake featured game where he goes nuts, but it'll be like one game. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. like that's, you know, that that's that's the the tricky part about defending Josh McDaniels and Patriots running backs over the years. It's just like you don't know who's the, who they're going to trot out. You don't know what schemes they're going to run. It makes mm-hmm. it difficult for a defense to figure that out. And you can't do that if you just if you just have one feature back. You just have Josh Jacobs and that's like the only viable runner. And everyone else is a third down back. Amir Bill is third down back. Uh, Kenyon Drake's like three and a half yard down back. Like he's not. Two and a half yards. Half down back. Yeah, he doesn't block. So <laughs> Two you can't even call him a third down back, right? But like that's what these guys are. That's like the like we don't have like a bell cow other than Josh Jacobs. So I agree with you. Like that. That's a great observation, for sure. 
Um, they've definitely drafted tons of running backs over there uh, with the Patriots. So that'll be interesting to look at. Yeah, um, off topic, but I want Isaiah, Isaiah Likely. I saw the Raiders had a formal interview with him at the Combine, um, which I thought was interesting. You've seen – have you watched his, his tape, this tight end? I haven't watched tight ends, but um, – McDaniels mentioned tight ends twice during his press conference, so I decided I'm going to start watching tight ends. Interesting. And, and you know, we talk, I talked about Darren Waller is 30. He's got two years left on his contract. He's 30. Yeah. But I, I don't think Waller's not going to hold out. He's, he's too worried. He's too he, – he doesn't really care about money that much. That's what I, I don't think he's – you know, I think a lot of the fans think he's going to hold out and stuff, but he doesn't care about money. He doesn't give a damn. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't think it would be smart for him to try to hold out, especially with the new like regime change. If it was Gruden still, you know, none, none of that stuff came out, you know. Yeah, maybe we might see his agent, you know, try to, you know, convince him to hold out. But I agree. I, um, he's definitely a guy who's super thankful for, you know, just being in the position that he is at all. And he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. So yeah. there's a... Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think he's going to hold out. I agree with you on that. Uh, All right, anything else, Marcus? No, man. You get that's it. I think that's it. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Um, you know, we kind of just came out here out of nowhere. Um, but, you know, make sure you guys subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Um, I'm about to drop tomorrow um, my uh, John Simpson versus DeForest Buckner. I'll let you guys decide who won that matchup. That's okay. going to be up to you. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to just break it down. I'll talk about it in the comments. You guys decide who won that matchup. Uh, John Simpson versus DeForest Buckner. Um, so I'm gonna do some more of that. We do some like some some power stuff and some, you know, we can just do a lot more little breakdowns here. So we got you guys. Uh, you got any last thoughts, Speedy? That's it. All right, man. Apologize, Raider Nation. Peace, Peace out. Guys.